Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 96 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Chris Wall. Chris is author of the award-winning Wall Network blog and host of the Data Norse podcast. Chris focuses on creating content that revolves around virtualization, automation, infrastructure, and evangelizing products and services that benefit the technology community. He is also co-author of Networking for VMware Administrators, has published hundreds of articles, and is a conference speaker. So Chris, can you expand on that introduction and tell us a little bit more about yourself? So yeah, that was basically me in a nutshell. I spent most of my career coming up through the ranks of systems engineering and being an admin help desk, that kind of jazz. And then now more recently, I've uh, started at this company named Rubric about a little over three years ago, and I'm running a, a reasonably large and distributed team that focuses on technology and technical marketing and, and that kind of jazz. And honestly, it's been a blast. It's been kind of fun to change from an individual contributor to a you know full-time kind of manager. So I don't know. I don't know if I was the caterpillar and now the butterfly, or maybe now I'm back in the cocoon, but it's been a blast. Did you make that decision to change uh, in terms of moving more into a, a managerial role? Sort of. I, I have a compass that tends to always point towards things that are new or perhaps give me pause. Uh, I call it my fear compass. And I tend to gravitate towards anything that causes a little bit of fear because mostly I found that I'm, I'm kind of concerned over what I don't know. And I have that imposter syndrome that I think we all have. So I wanted to, I wanted to give it a shot. And honestly, the reason was that as an individual contributor, I'm kind of limited to my own time and my own scope. And once I brought a team to bear, I could really start pursuing some passion projects and, and larger time with larger type of technical things in the realm of, you know, our IT space. So that was the kind of kick in the butt that I needed to go forward. Right. Okay. Um, Chris, can you maybe share a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience should know and possibly don't? I mean, that was why I purposely brought up that fear compass, just because I don't know if it's super unique, but I tend to get a lot of folks who come up and literally ask me something kind of similar of how do you get started? How do you know where to navigate your career? And I do, I use that fear compass. I try to find areas where I'm feeling comfortable and everything feels stable and I know everything. And, and I get that tingle in the back of my neck that said, I'm not being challenged. What kind of gives me that little bit of that almost like acid in your stomach. We're like, Ooh, I don't know if I can do that. And so far that served me pretty darn well. Now don't take that into all things that revolve around life. Like if you see a, a cobra or a snake or something, don't be like, Oh, I'm, a, I'm afraid of that. Let's go pick it up. But <laughs> certainly in technology, it's been a good guiding uh, principle to try to never want to feel comfortable and to always feel like technology is that escalator that you're climbing up it and it's coming down. And that standing still means you're just going to be brought down. You have to constantly keep moving and finding that fear factor. Yeah, so it's a case of challenging yourself to be able to grow and move forward. Absolutely. And, and the neat thing is, I have yet to find something in 20 years of doing IT that I felt fear for, that I continue to feel fear after I've kind of put my arms around it, understood 
what I knew and what I didn't know. It's always been a rewarding experience. So I just, I feel like it's a good kind of motto to live by to expand your, your career, but also make sure that you're not remaining stagnant or stale. I think that's, that's um, very good advice. Definitely. So Chris, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Oh gosh, yes. I've brought this up in, in minor ways here or there, but I'll tell you the full story. Uh, so Phil, I was actually working as like a mid-tier manager for a small IT shop. We had maybe six or 700 workstations deployed and it was essentially a call center. And you know, I'm feeling really confident in my abilities. I'm learning group policy and I'm putting out all these different configuration specs that get deployed to the entire company uh, by way of Active Directory. And I don't know, I tend to preach like, don't always test, always test what you what you write, your code and your scripts and whatnot. But I got that moment of like, well, maybe not this one time. Well, this one time was definitely the time I should have tested because I accidentally put a wildcard in my script that you know kind of went out and nuked everyone's System32 folder on their Windows machine which is kind of a critical folder. You can't, can't boot <laughs> Windows without that. Yes. And um, it was one of those things where I kind of felt that, oh, maybe that wasn't the best idea, but things seem okay. And as I walk out to the, the call center floor, everything's fine. I'm like, okay, cool. And someone's like, well, this is weird. My computer, I rebooted it, and it's just saying there's no operating system. And then all of a sudden, someone else like, I'm having the same problem, and it, it hit me. I said, oh, oh no. And I ran back to my desk and I immediately saw it. I canceled the propagation of the policy, but a couple hundred workstations got destroyed. And it was one of those critical moments in my career where I, I, I realized I could own this or I could try to sweep it under the floor. But I had a team counting on me and I've got the whole company counting on each other being transparent. So I raised my hand and said, I screwed up. For the moment, let's just fix this. And we streamed out. We used the, the streaming service to uh, deliver new desktop images. It wasn't a huge deal, but it definitely taught me the value of being transparent, owning your mistakes, and the fact that afterwards we had a little postmortem. Everyone's like, well, what did you learn from this? I'm like, I will always test my scripts and my code. And uh, that helped me in my career, but it certainly was terrifying to watch you know, a third of the call center suddenly go down. So I, I learned a lot from that. <laughs> I can, I can imagine. So I presume that the worst point was probably the actual realization of what had happened. Exactly. The worst point was realizing that I had done it and that I had broke my own rules. And you never want to let your team down. You never want to. I feel like there's almost this technology Hippocratical oath where do no harm is what we all aspire to achieve as systems engineers and whatnot. And it just I felt really, really guilty about it. Okay, so moving away from your worst IT career moment, can you maybe tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Well, it kind of goes in tandem to my worst moment. So obviously, at this point, I've learned, don't be a cowboy, if you will. Don't uh, just go out and think that you're the best in the world at IT. You got to always check your own self. So years later, I'm actually doing a consulting job where I'm going out and visiting customers and doing design and deployments and whatnot. And um I'm sitting in this large kind of network operations center. It's kind of bowl shaped and I'm right at the bottom of the bowl and around the edges are these like ticker, like stock ticker looking things reporting on the status of the IT for this large IT company. All's good. And I'm going to do an upgrade of some software. And um, I tell the customer, I really don't advise doing this. This is literally 11 in the morning on a, on a Wednesday. This is a bad idea. 
And I documented that. I was like, this is, this is not what I would do. They're like, well, you know, the salesperson told us we could do it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I've, I've thrown my, I've thrown up my roadblocks. I've, I've told you it's not a good idea. So we go ahead and do the upgrade. And of course it causes all sorts of havoc uh, to literally the point where I look up and there's these little tickers. The tickers I'm talking about are saying all of the IT is down. Everything's down. I've got nine people surrounding me. They're, they're around my shoulders, you know, VPs and directors. And I don't even know who these people are all saying, get it up, get it up, get it up. And I had learned from kind of the past, like my mistakes, you got to keep cool. You got to keep calm. And I actually go in, I start going into troubleshooting mode and everyone's thinking, this guy must have ice water in his veins. This is crazy. He's not sweating. He's not freaking out. I'm like, look, this is a problem. Just like everything else is a problem. I worked through the problem in real time. Within 30 minutes, I had kind of isolated the problem, resolved it, got everything back up. To me, it's one of my greatest achievements just because that pressure under fire and knowing that when the moment comes that everyone's going to rely on you to keep cool and solve the problem and not worry about pointing fingers and, and trying to find blame, I felt good about myself because I felt like that was kind of a pinnacle of providing that kind of clarity that I had always been seeking as someone in technology. So I felt, I felt very proud about that. And I'm, I, I wanted to bring that up as a, a big achievement for me. Yep. Okay. So Chris, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? When I started in, in college, I, I really wanted a career in programming. And I pursued it to the point where I learned COBOL and Fortran. And I got a job right around the Y2K bug. And I was just fixing date fields for a software company. I'm like, this is horrible. So I pivoted back to, to operations and kind of infrastructure. And now I'm seeing that blend, you know, call it DevOps or whatever it is you want to call it. But we're taking, for the first time, I feel like ever, a lot of the great things that made the developer world force itself to learn and improve and things like having RESTful APIs and having paired programming and really just having this distributed task that you're trying to build with one another, which contrasted quite starkly with traditional operations where we silo each other and we don't talk to one another. And I really like that we're blending those two worlds and gathering a lot of the great practices that the dev world has done and applying that to ops. So to me, just the way that we're dealing with IT from a kind of an ops and infrastructure perspective has certainly been changing in, I think, a, a positive way. You know, we're actually starting to talk about burnout and ways that we can deploy our own configurations declaratively and using infrastructure as code. Those things are exciting uh, because they tickle that itch that I had to automate and, and make everything workflow and process driven. Well, at the same time, I'll never lose that kind of sparkle in my eye for a server or a storage array or something. There's just something magical about IT technology. And when you blend the two together, it gets really exciting. Yeah. So bringing together the sort of physical and the, and the virtual almost, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? I am always ready for anything you're throwing at me. Let's do it. <laughs> so what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, well, it's going to sound kind of probably weird, but uh, it was very young age. It was I was around three or four years old. Um, we had picked up an Apple IIe or something just prior to that in the house. And um, I learned that not only could you play games on this computer, but you could edit them too. And so I picked up some books on basic programming and, and things of that nature. I was hooked. I literally, you know, everyone's like, go outside and play. I was like, no, no, I'm going to stay in my room and play on this computer and, and kind of figure it out. And I was an eight-year-old with a, a BBS, you know? So it's just, 
I was immediately attracted to it at a very young age. And I knew I, I wanted to go into IT ever since I was very young. Yeah, so it wasn't much of a choice at the end of it. You'd, you'd already decided. I think it chose me. I didn't get to choose it. Right. So what is the best career advice you've ever received? I was working for a manager when I was at General Motors who was great about mentoring me and providing me the safety and the, and the, the guidance that I needed to grow my career. And he would always say, surround yourself with great people and success will follow. And I've tried to follow that. I try to always pick people who are positive, who challenge me, and who are just you know kind of great people to work with, because I know that a rising tide raises all boats, and they're going to make me better just as much as I make them better. Yeah, I think there's a lot of literature and, and articles written about making sure that you you involve yourself with people who have either been there and done it or had the experience that you can grow from and it, and it sort of leads into things like masterminds and so forth. So is that something you've ever been involved in? Not specifically, but I, I will say that pretty much everywhere I work and also all the different user groups and whatnot I've been a part of, I try to always find not necessarily the most popular or the most well-known person, but people that are striving to be better and build great things and aligning myself to them so that uh, we either, in some cases, we paired off and did open source projects together in some cases, we just keep in touch to work on design. It just There's always this feeling of if you can build this kind of safety when it comes to discussions and having ideas and sharing what your future might be, it's amazing what you can come up with when you're more than just yourself. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would have invested heavily in Apple stock, um, but <laughs> I don't know. It's always those fun those video or the movies where you can go back in time and play the stock market. But I don't know if there's a whole lot I would have changed. I tend to be someone who feels like the process you go through has a lot of value in and of itself. The the failures tend to have more tangible benefit than the successes, and it certainly is. Ta- I have a lot of scars all over me from making stupid mistakes. And I think that uh, that has gotten me to where I am today. I don't know if I would have changed a whole lot. I think I'm pretty happy. So what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Right now, I've been going through this metamorphosis where I realized that getting really deep into engineering and and the techie stuff that used to just drive me absolutely wild with, with joy has kind of diminished. You know, I, I don't really care so much what all the configuration values and you know the specific model numbers of a server chip are. It just kind of lost its luster. Now I'm trying to focus more on what does the greater architecture of IT look like? What are all the different services? How do these things play together? What kind of tickles my fancy these days are, you know, how do I actually build an application across multiple clouds? How do I actually start interacting with these functions as a service or serverless and using that and always keeping an eyeball on how do we actually bring that down from like the lofty mountaintop to people like myself, just normal people who are trying to deliver IT stuff. And that's been interesting along with, uh, I've actually been going to a lot of Gartner and other analyst conferences, just trying to, again, um, it's my fear compass. I don't know a lot about the whole analyst community and what they're talking about at kind of the sea level. And so I'm gravitating towards that just to learn it better. And uh, that's one of my objectives for this year and next year. Do you feel that's a bit of a moving target? Absolutely. I, I'm one of those weird people. I have a one, three, and five-year plan. It's documented. 
I'm not doing so hot on this year's plan, but that's okay. It's not a completion, uh, you know, effort. It's a, a guiding effort. And so uh, I absolutely like to sit down every year. I think plans are always going to be a guide. The chances of your plan actually coming or, or delivering exactly what you expect are, are quite slim, I would suggest. Yeah, what is it? Uh, no plan survives contact with the enemy. And sometimes the enemy is just life. Exactly. So what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Writing, just without a doubt. If I were to distill it in kind of an idea, it's the ability to take something that's complex and distill it into something that's not or is simple or is consumable by a different audience has been a huge benefit for me. And as I've grown my career, I've realized that everything boils down to communication. It doesn't matter how great your ideas are if no one knows that you have them. And so I would say on my blog alone, I've written 640 articles, something like that. Just that practice and learning how to extract ideas from your head and put it into a consumable format is such a huge skill. And I advise everyone to learn how to write and how to communicate. Yep. That's great advice. So Chris, can you maybe share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? I'm going to step on my soapbox for just a moment and state that a lot of the mistakes that I see younger or even kind of folks that have been in their career for a while do is they really focus on the details. They start to spin their wheels too much on the details. What what cloud should I learn? What's the best cloud to learn? Honestly, folks, I don't feel like any of that actually matters. It's not the bits and the bytes and the what you're doing today, unless you have a very, very specific use case. It's literally just getting out there and getting your feet dirty and your hands, you know, your hands dirty and your feet wet uh, with these different type of technologies. There's no right answer and there's no wrong answer, uh, which makes it difficult and kind of easy because it means you can kind of throw a dartboard at what's going on, dig into it, and then literally let your gut tell you, is this right? Is this wrong? Am I passionate about this? And then pivot if it's not. And that's basically it. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Uh, You can send a check to, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say the Data Knots podcast gets the most amount of effort from me. So that's uh, available on the Pack of Pushers website to listen to my content. And if you just want to have a chat, my DMs are open. You can find me on Twitter at Chris Wall. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. As always, my thanks go to my guest on today's show. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. I also want to thank you for your continued support. It's always great to hear from listeners, particularly when they have suggestions about potential guests or ways to improve the show. And this was one of the reasons for creating the new IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. I'm really excited about taking the podcast forward and I hope that you'll continue to support and listen to the show as it continues to change and evolve. Thanks for listening and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.